All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Victor Cruz, and we are back for another episode of the Victor Cruz Show, presented to you by Uninterrupted. My man PR is with me. Uh, please feel free as you listen to us, as you decide how good or bad we are, subscribe and leave a five-star rating because you love us on Apple Podcasts. And we open up the budget, P. I don't know if you noticed, but we're on Spotify and Google Play. We, we, we're fully we're fully out here, man. It's, it's definitely happening. So always hit us with your thoughts, ideas, questions, who should we have on the show, who we shouldn't. Um, just anything you guys want us to talk about, want us to hit, just hit us up, man. Uh, my handle is at Team Vic, and his is at PR underscore RWTW in all caps. So you're just popping a little too yeah, much. Little too make sure you keep that. Hey, make sure you keep that audio, man. Yeah, we got it all. Vic's too <laughs> popping. We, Vic's so popping, oh, we have to change God. his mic. Come on, B. Can you stop? <laughs> Oh, I ain't never heard that don't one. Don't make it. Don't make it more hey, than what it is. Vic's so popping, but guess what? I'm. Po- oh, I'm not popping or am I popping? I don't know. I've heard you. You're not. Oh, you're, I'm not, not popping. Popping. <laughs> you're not popping. You're not popping. Vic <laughs> is so. Po- Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Pause. Vic Pause. is so popping. Oh, the God. engineer had to come in here and change his mic <laughs> because he was too popping. Too popping. I'm too popping. <laughs> it is what it is. Thank you, Paul, for realizing how popping I actually am and making that adjustment. And if they, in case they didn't hear it, I asked if I was too popping. He was like, no. No, he shook his head you, immediately, no, too. No, your, your mic is there fine. There was no indecision. <laughs> your mic is fine. There was no indecision. He gave me the, you're lucky you have a mic look. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got a great show for y'all today. We're going to talk about free agency, NFL free agency, yep. uh, the cultural phenomenon that is Black Panther. I went to go see, Did you see it? I just saw it this weekend. I did. I did. It's uh, we'll get into that. Yep. We'll get into that. Um, but let's catch up a little bit. What's new with you, P? What's going on? Everything cool? We just got back from All Star. That yes. was fun. Yes, but before all that, okay. I want to make sure our listeners understand that this is by far the most Puerto Rican show we have ever recorded. One thousand percent. When I walked in here, what was going on in the studio? We had uh, un poquito de bistec <laughs> con arroz con gandule. Yo, you already know how it gets down. We had a here. feast in here. A feast just now. Shout out to Latin American Restaurant, which is a couple doors down from where we record the space. And I went in there and got right. Got to. Busy. But no, listen, we I feel like we've been gone off the off the mic for a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, we've been a lot uh, going on. We've been all, traveling. All Star. All Star was great. You know, I know it was a while ago at this point, but All Star was great in LA. Um I'm kind of looking forward to All Star being in a small city again, though. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like LA was a Overload, lot. Overload, though. A lot. Like it's a, already like a, like a oh, lot yeah, of people right. there. Very true. All the brands are doing something really big. You have people that are just in LA because they live there and it's a big city. Mm-hmm. You have people that are at All Star because it's All Star and they have business there. And you have people that are in LA because it's All Star and they just want to see if they could bump into something. Exactly. Um, or someone. Right, or someone. I thought the game itself obviously has been covered, you know. A million times over. I thought the game was great. One of the best. And in, in let's be clear, it was trash until the last eight minutes. You think so? It was terrible. I thought guys were playing really hard. D. Yeah, but in the first two quarters, it was very erratic. Nobody's hitting any shots. Okay. okay. You know, like there was. I think LeBron had that one alley oop that he. You know, that was the one highlight yep, really the in the first strike. half. Exactly. Yep. Okay. But that was really it until those last eight minutes when it kicked up. You know what I'm saying? Um, I okay, I can I can see that point. Let, let me let me ask you this: Was this game, in your opinion, better than previous years? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just because it was, it, there was a competitiveness there at the end that you didn't see before. You kind of saw it, like you know, toward, in certain years with Kobe and all those guys, you kind of saw it, 
But this year was it was it was a concerned effort to play the game in a different way, right. and you felt that right. energy out there. Did you like the you know? And this is the last one on, on also. Did you like the new format? I did. I yeah. think, uh, but they got a film. Oh, you want to show the, yeah, the draft? Come on, come on. Who cares who's last? It's the All Star game anyway. You're already in the All Star game. Let's be clear. We all know Horford was last. Let's Jesus just, Christ. Just, and I don't know that, but I know that. By the way, I would have picked someone. I would have picked. Is he? In, I would have picked in the crowd. Is he in All <laughs> Come. You want to play? Hey, you know what? We're good with nine. <laughs> we'll take our chances. And no disrespect to all Al Horford. No, he's, he's, a an be- he's a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. I just rather watch paint dry. Hey, there than was watch him with the there basketball. was rumor. Did you notice someone? Uh, Conspicuously absent from the court, he was there, but from the court in terms uh, of Jimmy time. Butler, right? Yeah, did you hear the? Did you hear the? Let me ask you this: Did he you hear said, the official? The official boy, reason? My bo- no, before no, you go there, the official oh, reason was he wasn't right? feeling well. Okay, right? He wanted someone who wants to rest. Mm-hmm. Now that you hear what people were saying, why he didn't play? No, what the word on the streets? No, was. no, no. I, I haven't heard that. The rumor was he smelled like Hennessy when he showed up to the Staples Center. No, or, or pick your way. pick your liquor uh, that 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 you prefer. He got too bent. He was bent. That's the rumor. And again, I didn't hear this from any player. I didn't hear this. that's that's the word on the street. But the game wasn't until what, what time of the game? Listen, Seven Vic, p.m. Sometimes you turn up, Vic. Sometimes you really turn up. But it was also on the East Coast, so they had to be at the arena like at three. What was the, oh? I'm oh, the West yeah, Coast. It's on the West very Coast. True, very true. Very true. Okay. So the game tipped at five. Yeah, but do you? Gotta, I guess there's some press you got to do before the game. Is that the thing? I don't. I don't. Go sit in the sauna for two hours, V. Have you ever? Have you ever showed up on any level of professional <clears throat> sports? You ever showed up not feeling your best? Let's say that. Oh, not feeling my best. Yeah. Just a little under the weather. That's what we're going oh, with. Under the weather. Absolutely. Under the weather. Under the weather. Yeah. A little overserved. I I've, I've, I want to skip topics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to skip. Well, it's topic. tough for you guys because what time? What time do most football players got to arrive in the arena by or the stadium by? So the way we the way our joint was set up. You know, we stay in a hotel before the game. Even home hotel, games. Even home games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Coach Coughlin was, wasn't playing wow, that shit. Not having that. Not having that. So we didn't have the opportunity to like go out and like you know we didn't have that we didn't have that much time. So speaking of football, did you see um, what your friend Des Bryant said in the media the other day? I did. <clears throat> I think he was uh, influencing cats to not to play injured. That he made that mistake and he was, you know, giving that that uh, that information to the younger players like don't play injured. Yeah. I made that mistake and I feel him absolutely. You should not play injured. You should really. Not, you should not. There's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. Okay. Playing injured means something is wrong that something you may you may or may not need surgery for it, but something is wrong that doesn't allow you to play at your fullest potential. Playing hurt is like, okay, I got a bruised thigh, but I can still run, jump, cut. It might hurt, you know, if I get hit in it again or things something like that, but I can still do all the things I need to do to be successful out here. So I I understand that. I agree with that. I think in not even think, I know in football more than any other sport there's been this uh and machismo isn't the word, but you'll get what I'm what I'm trying to say um of it's a man's game. You do what you got to do to help your team. You do what you got to do to get on the field and you play no matter what. Um but you don't necessarily agree with that. You you think if you're injured, and here's where my problem is with, with, with a lot of these matters. It's like, I think when it benefits the team, it's all about unselfishness, right? When it benefits the team, it's like do what's better for the team. But when it benefits for the player, 
the teams and organizations very often are like it's a business. Exactly. Right. That's exactly how. It is. So so as a player, but you you've told me as a player, every week you played with something. Back hurts, knee hammy, something's a little sore. What's that line, right? When is it? Hey, man, I can suit up. I can play. I can help my team. And when is it? Yeah, I I, I shouldn't do this. Uh, depends on the circumstance. Okay. Obviously, if it's the playoffs or if it's a game that we need, a division game, a hu- a big game. Um, but you got it. That's the question you got to ask within yourself. Like you're the one that knows your body. You know that you can come out here and be 110. Mm-hmm. percent You know that deep down inside, no matter how big or small the injury is. So knowing that, that's how you have to gauge that that you know that making that decision. But I don't think you should de- you should definitely never go out there with the slightest indecision in your mind of how good or about how good or bad you feel. Okay. Preferably how bad you feel regarding the injury or regarding how hurt you are. Because that indecision could lead from you running full speed to get under that football or you being this close to making that sack and not make like that's how m- minute this game is. That's how small the 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 room for error is. So that's something you just got to talk to within yourself and your own paper. Like you don't want to go out there and put some bad performance on film that right. teams that you're on and other teams around the league are going to watch and make a, dis- make a decision on what type of player you are. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. Speaking, perfect transition, speaking of teams watching and, and film and... Uh, it's got to be the combine. People, yep, the combine? yep, people evaluating. Where they poke and prod you for, yes. for four days. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but NFL.com picked you... As the biggest combine snub of all time. Get out of here. Do you know that? Get out of here. Where'd you pull that up? Really Where is ha- this? Really happened. That's not in my notes. Yes, man. it is. Really happened. That's insane. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah it's the biggest kind. Of, wow. Is that crazy? That's so, insane. So, so let's talk first and foremost. Obviously, you come at it from a different standpoint, right? You're aware of the combine, haven't played in the NFL as long as you have, but you weren't invited to the combine. Mm-hmm. So t- t- take us back a little bit as to you finished playing your collegiate career, your last game at UMass, yep. right? You start working out immediately, expecting or hoping to get an invite into the combine, right? Um, Yeah, I guess kind of. It was funny because I was more so already knowing that I wasn't going to make the combine. Like, I knew. You knew you so weren't invited? So that happens through your school through your school year. So, so educate us on that. How do people get, how do players get to the combine? So it's just chosen. Like, obviously, there's a list, you know, emails that go out or a letter that goes to your home and say that you've been chosen to come to the combine. Um, but granted, I kind of knew once that whole wave was over and only Vladimir Dukas, who, who was my teammate, got invited I knew immediately, like, okay, I'm not invited to that. So I was okay. just, immediately, my focus was on pro day. Okay. I had a local pro day at uh, Boston College, which was a near, you know, obviously neighboring. Um, it's the closest D- Division One A school close to UMass that was having um, their local pro day. And then now, as w- now, let me ask you, now, is that Boston College's pro day and they allow you to partake in exactly. it? Exactly. Really? Because I went to school in Massachusetts. Re- is that common? Common. Extremely common. All schools. Uh, it, it'll be all neighboring. It'll I didn't be know that. UConn, come. You know, all these neighboring Bryant, like all these neighboring schools, that's like the one local hub. So you're telling me, so when University of Miami has their pro day, FIU has a player, he may come to the Miami one. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. They have to be invited. No, of course. But yeah, that could happen. I I thought it was specific just to the school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. But but each individual school has one also. Okay. So UMass had one as well and Boston College had one. Okay. So So I went to both. Pro day, okay. So that's what I was. That's what I was gearing up to as I was training and working out because I knew that that pro day I was already invited. I knew that that was something I was going to. 
Um, so that's where that's where I geared my focus. Okay. So you obviously have you know a million ex teammates and friends and associates that mm -hmm. have gone through the process, mm -hmm. and and you being on the other side of it to an extent, you know, with your work with the NFL, um, talk viewers or listeners, I should say, who um, may not be as familiar with what the combine entails. I think people understand, like, oh, it's the combine. You go in and you try out. I don't think they realize. You That's open a perfect up, explanation. Please. Um, the combine is the most unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most unnecessary, uh, you know, critique of the minutia of what football is to the, to the smallest detail. Okay, give us an example. So give us an example. They're going to measure the width of your hand from pinky to thumb. Really? Yes. Just to see how big your hand is. Look at that. Okay. And it's like, okay, Darren Sproles didn't have the biggest hands. He still went where he went in the draft. Uh -huh. um, you know, no Sean Moreno, who I remember coming out of Georgia, didn't have the biggest hands, but he still went – you know, bottom of the first round or something like that to to Denver. Um, you know, so I say that, and then again, what's another one that they test? Uh, the broad jump. Tell me in what sport, in any sport really, especially given basketball, football, baseball, that you're going to take a two-footed crow hop forward. I'm going to keep it a buck. We're drinking 1942. <laughs> when you said broad jump, I'm like, what do women have to oh, do with that? See what I'm saying? <laughs> no idea See where this guy what is you right were now. talking about, about the broad jump. In no sport have I ever seen anyone broad jump. Just take a two-footed broad jump, and then they measure it and say, you jumped, you know, 10 feet. Okay, now what? Now what? Like, what is that? How does that translate? What I do love about the combine, switching gears, is that you have, there's certain aspects of the combine that you can take into account, like the first 10 yards of the 40. Maybe not the whole entire 40-yard dash, but those first ten yards. Why, why is that? Why the first? Because I've never heard. Why the first ten yards? To see how fast you can get, how fast you can get to top speed. Okay. First ten yards is how fast the least amount of seconds it takes you to get to ten to ten, uh, you know, to ten yards. That shows okay. He might not be the fastest, but he can get off the line. He's quick. He can get off the line. He can make it happen. Because how often are you going to use top speed how often are you in any run position? Up Forty right? yards. That's a wide out. Right. Right. You're always turning and cutting and jumping. Right. So oh, that's a great point. You look at that. Cool. You look at the obviously the route running drills, how they catch, how they how they take instruction. So there's certain things okay. that you're like, okay, you know, I can I can gauge what type of player he is from watching him. And then obviously there's the ever so daunting interview period with the GM. Yeah, what what's I've heard rumors, stories, nightmares about you know it's, some of the questions asked in those interviews. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, some of the questions I hear are. It feels like they're more so wanting to get a gauge of this player's anger level or like how he carries himself. So they'll ask like they put stuff that'll exactly, push Exactly. Something that'll be like, Well, why do you ask me that? Just to see how you would react to it. Uh, or give you a scenario. I remember they gave one player I heard, um, you know, if you were in a nightclub and a fight started to break out between you and someone you know, what would you do? <laughs> that's a real question. It's a real question. Mm. And the dude was like, Man, I'm jumping them niggas. Like, no. <laughs> But he was like, but how do you answer that? You're like, okay, you know, and you're 19 years old or 18 years old. How do you answer that? How do you know how to answer that? You're not even trained for those type of questions. And your answer at 18 might not be your answer at 21 or even 19 after a year in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you, why do they have to wear those tight 
uniform? Why do they have to wear the tights? And that's, that's I'm not really sure about that. Because when when, <laughs> when boss man tells you to put them tights on and go out there and oh, run, oh, we're not gonna do that. You're gonna go out there and run, <laughs> sir. For these millions of dollars. If you tell me all I gotta do is put them tights on and I got the, the ability to make these millions of dollars, what size? I'm a large. That is fair. Would you agree? And shit, you might be one of these people. Would you agree there are people in every sport that may not jump off the screen when it comes to individual drills? May not have the fastest 40th time. May not bench 220. I think it's 225 they bench. Mm-hmm. May mm-hmm. not bench 225 25 times. You know, may not broad jump, you know, with the best of them. But they put them pads on, and in the game it's different, right? I know in basketball, I remember hearing a story about Kevin Garnett. If you remember when he left high school, they set up a pro day workout for him. Mm-hmm. And there were people saying, I think Kevin McHale may have even been one of them. He said it was almost embarrassing, like him and the drills, where they were like, oh, I feel bad for this kid, kind of. Wow. And then they got up and down, and they're like, oh, this kid might be the number one pick, right? <laughs> it's like they're, they're kids that, they're, they're, they're athletes that, Drills maybe aren't their thing, mm-hmm. or at least don't separate themselves, yep. right? But they're gamers. That exists, though, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Perfect example, I feel like, is JPP. Okay. Like JPP, I mean, he does drills. I mean, obviously, defensive end drills are different than like a basketball type drill. Mm-hmm. But he does drills, and you're like, okay, he's a big dude. He's, he's athletic. He moves well. But when you put them pads on, and he's mushing dudes five yards into the backfield, <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness, this man is strong. He's huge. And he can he can give you speed and he can give you power and that's that's a rare combination to have at that position. No, you see it. It's like there are the and guys. he can also and he can also it's documented on YouTube. He can do ten backflips in a row. So that J P P can do backflips. That'll help you in your draft stock immediately. He but shot up once that video posted. He shot up to like but first round pick. By the way, I told you that I like this is all jokes aside. Years ago, I saw him in a club. And I thought he was standing on a couch from across the <laughs> club. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, who's that tall-ass dude standing on the couch? He wasn't standing on the couch, nope. dog. He's one of the largest human beings I've ever seen in my life. He's a, he's a massive human being. Jesus. For real, for real. So wh- one of the things um, that really, really, really shocked me from you know keeping an NFL was I think we've all come to expect, um, understand... Um, Trades, right? Mm-hmm. In, in pro sports. Definitely basketball, and we'll get into that a little later. Okay. And baseball and every other sport, right? You don't see them as often in football. You don't see trades Very as often rare. in football. Very rare. Um let's is there a reason in your opinion why there's not why football has the least amount of trades? I think they don't like doing it as much because I guess the rewards aren't as high as they would be like if you're making a trade for, for example, LeBron James, you're like, okay, I know what I'm getting. This is a trade that's gotcha. going to set could me change apart. my franchise. Could, right? This yeah. is a game changer. In football, you're you're just trying to find pieces, mm. and then you'd rather find pieces that you mold either through, you know, the draft, the draft or, or your practice squad guys, guys that you feel like are you know can make a make a, uh, you know make it happen at the next level and make it happen on that prospective team, like that's the that's what you look for. You try to be a good GM and cultivate and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't see it as much unless, you know, I don't know where you just have a need in that position and you go out and get a player like Jay Ajahi last year that you just wanted some depth, some valuable depth at the running back <laughs> position so you go out and get yourself a guy. So I, I've been on the record of saying I'm, I'm clearly not um, – the student or the expert in football that you are. Um, so when recently 
there was an announcement of a trade in mm-hmm. football, right? Mm-hmm. The Chiefs uh, traded uh, Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters Rams, right? right? Yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Marcus Peters can play. Marcus Peters is, is a bona fide corner. Dude. Right? Give me the equivalent of Marcus Peters. Give me an NBA equivalent of him being traded. I'm trying to get an idea. Like Marcus Peters <clears throat> is the equivalent to a, I would say, a Patrick Beverly. Okay. A dog. Uh, a dog. A dog a that's dog. just going to, you know what you're going to get from him. He might have a couple pass interferences, but he might have two picks in a back-to-back series. Like okay. One of those. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you'll take those odds with, the, with your corner, your number one corner, all day long. Like, if you're going to give me... Balanced out between two interceptions and two PIs here and there. I'll, I'll take that all day long. Were you surprised by that trade? Um, a little bit. Other than you know, nothing more than just being like, oh, okay, like they went out because their defense is already their front seven is already stacked. Their secondary is you know the Rams, the LA Rams secondary is where they needed to pick it up a little bit, and I think adding a piece like Marcus Peters kind of shores that up for you because not only is he a dog, but because of because of how he is and how he plays. He's gonna bring everybody else with him. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to raise your level of play to match his. That's the way it's gonna work with him in that locker room, in those meeting rooms, <clears throat> and on that practice field. So you you bring up a, a great point. Locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you hear often character guys, whether it's negative character or positive character, right? Like you hear it in all sports. Like uh, that guy wasn't great in the locker room. They had to make a move, or hey, this guy will be great in the locker room. How important, specifically in football, is I won't necessarily even ask character of a football player, but just that locker room. It definitely is a huge thing. Like it, it's a huge ordeal for you to be in a locker room with guys that you trust, guys that are cut from the same cloth, guys that have the same level of respect for one another. I think I think it's something to be said for organizations like the Giants to have guys that have always been upstanding citizens. And good people, and people that are, are you know ha- have good rapport with the community, and people in the in the culture, and, and, and around the building and the organization. Like these are the type of guys that you want on your team. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why they have that questionnaire in the interview process to gauge what type of person you actually mm-hmm. are. Obviously, they have your entire life history in their hands. They're looking at every time you've gotten arrested or you've gotten suspended from school or. Whatever the case may be, they got it all documented. That is not going beside them. And they're going to ask you about it, and they're going to ask you about them repeatedly in that specific interview session to see how you react to that <coughs> and see what type of person you are right now. You know, it seems to me, and I, and I could be wrong and call bullshit if it's bullshit, um, that football, and I'm not saying they do the best job of it, but football puts or at least tries to put the most importance in like research and background checks and character and this and that um, more so than any other sport, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's because of the high contract, the, 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 the big contracts or ain't that big, (laughs) not big enough, right? Big enough. Um, It's almost like in basketball, they may throw a a bag full of money to a guy that's not ready and is a dud. I don't think they do that as much in football. Maybe like with a quarterback that doesn't pan out. It doesn't happen in football as much as other sports. I think, um, well, you got to think about the ratio of how many guys actually get paid on a football team. Like, when we say paid, like paid, get like the bag. Paid, like a long-term, gotcha. large, huge, lucrative extensions. And even in, in some cases when you do get paid, that doesn't guarantee you getting paid. Of course not. I mean, they can <clears throat> obviously, 
Excuse me. Obviously, that's all that beef then. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of rice, <laughs> a lot of rice backed up in there. Um, but I think it just has to do with the amount of guys. Like, think about it. When you know, when I was fortunate enough to sign an extension, you had myself, you had Eli Manning, obviously making over a certain amount of money per year. You had Justin Tuck, who was obviously, you know, make OC. You only had four. Maybe six guys on a fifty-three man roster that was making a substantial amount of money. Everyone four, else is pretty four much four or five guys out of a fifty-man roster. Fifty-threes, maybe six guys max. And and shit, it's public knowledge. When we say subst- listen, it's all money, right? But we're just exactly. just keeping it relative to the conversation. We say substantial. What's that threshold? Is that eight million I'm a year? Saying, I'm saying there million? were at least four to five guys that were making over eight million dollars a year. Okay. Which is crazy to me because in basketball it's a twelve man roster and maybe eight of those guys exactly are making, exactly it's so absurd. A guy could walk past you right now making ten million a year <laughs> and you wouldn't even know his first name, let alone his last name. Speaking of guys getting paid, mm-hmm. and let me give a little context here. I remember all season long hearing, no disrespect to anyone, but man, that Jacksonville defense, man, if they just had a quarterback that was a little a little better, man, if mm-hmm. they if they had Eli Manning. If they had this guy, if they had that guy. And even when they lost, finally lost in the playoffs, it was like, and even in the offseason right now, it's mm-hmm. like, man, they just need a quarterback. If they get a real quarterback and with that defense, they could win it all and, you know, have a real run. And then two days ago, I hear that Jacksonville signs Blake Bortles to a three-year extension worth $54 million. Let me get a dollar, Blake. Twenty six point five. Let me get guaranteed. a dollar. Let me get a dollar, Blake. What was your reaction when you saw that? Sheesh, that was my reaction. <laughs> I mean, um, I I think, I think it was deserved. Believe it or not, I know people might not like me for this, but I think when a guy, no matter what you know you want to say about the guy, he he had to make certain throws to put points on the board. He had to lead that team down the field and into the end zone. It wasn't happening by itself. And there's certain certain time frames or time periods where he was looking like a bona fide quarterback. Obviously, there's other times where he wasn't. And it always helps when you have a defense that puts you in favorable, favorable down in distances as well as favorable field positions. And that always gives you the leg up. You start, you start your drive on the plus 40, on the midfield, you start six out of your twelve drives like that, and get in the first half or in the first three quarters, you're you at least got twenty one points on the board at at the least seventeen. Mm-hmm. So you're already operating, you're churning, you already got your short playbook out for starting your series out on the fifty because your defense is so good. So we can't discredit him because his defense was good and he had favorable down and distances and got the ball in good field position certain times. Obviously, there are times where he doesn't look that well, mm-hmm. but I think he's just a this is similar to the Ryan Tannehill deal. I don't think he played above and beyond where he was, you know, where he was looking like an all-star or whatever the case may yep. be, like a Pro Bowl caliber player. But I think he was there at the right place at the right time, and he did just enough to warrant getting paid. And the quarterback market is so crazy. I was just going to say that. It's so crazy. I was just going to say, you know what's always funny to me when you hear NFL fans be like, get rid of Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. He's finished. Get rid of this guy. And I'm like, okay. Now what? Exactly. Because you get rid of this guy, mm-hmm. there's, there's maybe 15 quarterbacks walking the planet Earth 
that can win you some games. By the way, maybe twenty, whatever that number is. The assi- the the director, the former director of player personnel for the Giants, was quoted in saying that he feels like Eli Manning does not have the tools to lead an NFL franchise <laughs> to the Super Bowl any longer. Wait, hold up. And who who said this? I forget his name. But he what was his role? His title? He was the director of player personnel. For the Giants, for the New York Football Giants, is Mark he, Ross is he employed now? Damn, I just did. I just snitch? Is yeah, well, snitch? If, I mean, I, I think f- the kids would call like, it dry I got snitching. a tingle. I got a tingle in my stomach when I did it. I don't. People all Jesus. over Patterson no, just like is, flinched. Is, <laughs> like, oh my god, this is documented. This ain't snitches already so, out there. Does he have a job? This guy right now? I don't think is he with so. a team. I think he was interviewing. He might have gotten a job by now, but I, last I heard, he was interviewing. But that's crazy. To I mean, the statement itself is crazy, whether you agree with it or not. But it's crazy coming from him. From him. And the context, uh, he could have said it in the most humble form and just conversational and just stating his opinion. But when you read it and the photo is him with his arms crossed and his Ray-Bans right, of course, on, of course. it looks like, you know what I mean? Of course. H- here's, I'll go back to my previous statement. I honestly believe that behind closed doors, mics off, phones off, mm-hmm. if you ask some of these NFL teams, GMs, head coaches... Hey, you think your quarterback has it? They may agree with you and be like, "No," but again, it's now what? <laughs> Where are you gonna go? Exactly. Okay, you know what? You don't like Eli Manning? Cool. Yeah. Cut him. Now what? Yeah. But like now wh- what? Where are you going? They're gonna miss. I mean, we're all gonna miss Eli, but but specifically on that football field, mm-hmm. we are gonna miss Eli Manning when he no longer wears the New York Giants uniform. Speaking of quarterbacks, quick one for you. Um, do you think this kid has a shot? Uh, what's the quarterback's name from uh, Oklahoma? Oh, you mean uh, not Kirk Cousins? Uh, no, no, no. The kid, uh, he's in the draft this year. It's on the tip of my tongue. I always say he's like, uh, does he remind you of uh, Johnny Manziel? Um, Johnny Manziel. Baker Mayfield. Yes, there Baker. It, it you were close, him. Kurt. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> um, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> um, I think he's got a shot. Some he's people are shot? saying he goes number two to the Giants and make a splash. I think Josina Anderson was really? the first one to say that. Josina, you're out of your mind. Let's <laughs> start with that. Just so we're clear. You're out of your mind. Um, a, B... They were saying that they might pick him and then, like, you know, just to have a splash in New York, you know, have that. And then, you know how that goes. Yeah, and no that, that could make or break this city. We He's a first-round pick? Uh, in your so. opinion? Yes. Because I remember asking Intangibles you when he was playing. Are a big thing. I said, does he have a shot? And you said he absolutely will get a shot. Intangibles are a big thing. But here's the thing. You also told me the same thing about Johnny, that he'd get a shot. He got and a And you shot. were right. And you were he right. He got a shot. He got a real shot, you're too. Right. He started. He started and won. You're right. And the world, you could have set Cleveland on fire when he won that game. You're right. Do you think Johnny hurts Baker in terms of perception, in terms of a little are people bit, a little, a little leery, bit, like, eh. A little bit. But, A, Baker Mayfield is not friends with Drake. <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Drake always takes the blame for everything. Every man. time. It's ridiculous, Every man. time. It's ridiculous. Um, Drake rollerblades. I don't know if you saw. Did you see that photo of him rollerblading? <laughs> he roller. He, he seems to enjoy it. Um, oh my god! Baker Mayfield is a better all-around quarterback than Johnny Manziel. Okay, skill set, skill set, skill set wise. Okay, percent intangibles. Johnny hasn't beat. I give him that. When okay, both of them college. You know that those years. Okay, in comparison. I thought but you. I thought you were kidding about the Drake rollerblading. I just, no, I just pulled the, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he's rollerblading. He's come on, champagne. Um, but yeah, I think Baker's got a good shot because he and, and he's not 
uh, you know, the slander that Johnny used to get was crazy. Well, Johnny bought a lot of it on, on, on himself, himself, right? 1,000%. Which, which Baker does too, though. He does, and he owns up to it. But the kid plays. The kid can play. The kid can play. He's got that dog in him, too. He's got all of that. He don't care. He wants all the smoke out there. Shifting gears a little bit. Okay. Did you see, and shout out to uh, our good friends over at Slam Magazine. What up, Slam? Dennis Page and, and, and the Slam crew. Did you see? Send us some magazines up here, oh, dog. Jesus, like, get us something uh, to look at. A magazine or some, two. Something that we could just get our eye on, please. They recently put out, Slam Magazine recently put out a special collector's issue. Uh-oh. And the cover is Slam Top 100, the greatest players of all time. Okay. I'm already nervous. Right, yeah. Right. And on the cover are some of the usual suspects, right? Of course, you start with the GOAT. You start with Michael. Of course. Right? LeBron's on there. Kobe's on there. Magic. Shaq. Larry Legend. Bill Russell. Wilt Chamberlain. AI. I don't know if I said Magic, but Magic. And there's one person on this cover. And we ha- I told you we were going to talk about oh this. Boy. But you haven't even seen the cover yet. I haven't seen the cover. That you're leery about? You're not really convinced? You're no, not really No, no sold? I'm not talking about sold, convinced. Does not belong does on not that cover. Does not belong at all. Talk to me. Steph Curry's on that cover. Steph Curry's on this cover? And listen, just full context, we've said this before. Draymond Green, who plays on the Golden State Warriors, is a, is a friend of the program. Like, of course. I rock with Dre. 100%. Kevin Durant, friend of the program. I rock with Kevin Durant. Of course. You know, my friend Jerron is Steph's manager. Like we know, you know So, so all fam. So there's no hate. Steph is an incredible player. But is he? It, question. Okay, talk to me. Is he not the best shooter that we've ever seen? Quite possibly the best shooter. Does I've that ever not seen. automatically put him in players of all time? Just off that alone, he's not the best player on his own team, Vic. He can't be on that cover. Just because he's not the that doesn't mean he's not the he. Just because he's not the greatest player on his own team doesn't make him. Doesn't mean he isn't a great player. He is a great player. But don't you think if he's not the best player on his team, maybe the best player on his team should be on that cover? (laughs) Steph Curry makes that, and Kevin Durant doesn't make that cover? I'm going to tell you what happened here. I'm going to tell you what happened I here. I don't, I don't know if the if the separation between how good... What, what, what happened? <laughs> what, what happened? Say, boy, yeah, hold I want to know where you're going with this. I don't think the separation in talent level between Kevin Durant huh? and Steph Curry... Is what? To, who's a better shooter? What? Who's a better shooter? Kevin Durant is better than Steph Curry on Kevin Durant's worst day. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's an argument. I'm not saying that. I, I, I agree with you. I think Kevin Durant is better. Okay. But I don't think I don't. It ain't by much. I'll go a step further. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm gonna go a step taking, further. Where are you taking? Yeah, it? yeah. This is completely off script, people. Off script. <laughs> off the hinges there's, there's right now. Scribble. <laughs> there is a black scribble mark on this script right now. Okay. I am go. Out, I'm gonna go out on not on a limb. I'm just gonna state something. Steph Curry. Oh boy. Is currently. Not a top five player in the NBA. Currently. So how can he be on a cover of all-time greats? And I can go down that five if you want me to, Papa. Please do. LeBron James. Of course. James Harden. Okay. Having an MVP season. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. And I dare you to say something about the Greek Freak, who, by the way, is averaging more points, rebounds, 
maybe assists, and it's a better defensive player. I don't want to hear it. The only person on his team. I don't want to hear it. Name somebody else in the Milwaukee Bucks. I I can't even name where Milwaukee is. I don't even know where Milwaukee (laughs) is, to be honest with you. Neither here nor there. there (laughs) Neither here nor there. Steph Curry is not a top five NBA player today. That's all subjective, though. That's your list. Who are you kicking off that list? Yeah, you will get stabbed. You will get stabbed with this. Bye, Greek freak. I was gonna call it a fork. <laughs> That's how you know you're drinking too much. It's a pen. Bye, Greek freak. No way. I need Steph Curry. Did you not see him the other night? What are we talking about? On any given night, Steph Curry can put up forty plus points in a blink of an eye. Agree. Greatest shooter I've ever seen in my life. One thousand percent. Isn't he does, that he does alone? one? He does one thing very, very, very well. He has really good handle ball handling. He does. He does two things. If you're starting an NBA team today, LeBron James. That's a given. <laughs> Between Greek freak. Or Steph Curry? And Steph Curry. I dare Come you to say that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Greek Freak's if like eight sto- <laughs> years younger than him. Greek Freak's like eight years old. <laughs> He's like 12. <laughs> if you're starting a team, you're taking Greek Obviously Freak. Obviously, I'm taking Greek Freak, but, but for reasons not just on the basketball court, for other reasons. Let me be clear. Let me be clear, Vic. I don't know. I, I am I, not I saying think... I am not saying Steph Curry is not a great. He's a phenomenal. I'm just player. saying he's got forty in the clip at any given time. No, he's a phenomenal. So does KD. Pl- he's a phenomenal player. Steph's a phenomenal player. I believe he belongs on the list. He's a top one hundred player. Shit, he might be a top fifty. What player. is it? How, what what number is this on the list? Like what? It didn't it just say said it. players. My of all issue. Time. My issue Hundreds? is that he's a, it's a top one hundred players. My know. issue. He's on the cover with the g- okay, all time gotcha, greats. Gotcha. <laughs> he's probably a top fifty player all time. Steph's phenomenal, greatest shooter I've ever seen with my own eyes. Okay. He doesn't belong on this cover. You're not the so best K- player on your question, own team. Question: If KD okay. was still on the Oklahoma City Thunder, okay, and you saw Steph Curry on that cover. How would you feel then? I, uh, I'd have less of a problem with it, but I'd still have a problem with it because KD's a better player than he is. Steph's not the best I, point I guard in the saying. NBA. I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You can't, you can't be on that cover. But that's for, you know what that's no, for. No, that's what I was going to say. Shout out to Dennis Page yeah. and the very <laughs> intelligent people at Slam because that's the only reason we're talking 100%, about this shit. 100%. The they only know, reason we're talking they about know, it. They know. Keeping the NBA, man. You've been watching the um, NBA post-All-Star? Absolutely. I've been I've been dialed in. Obviously, I've been wanting to see since, you know, the next season is pretty much a wrap. Yeah, hey, shout out to uh, KP if he listens to the yeah, show. Get yeah, healthy, KP, big get, fella. Get, get well, man. New York's going to be in good shape next year with you and O coming back. Yeah, man. Um, it's going to be it's going to be New York. New York sports are going to be fun to watch next year. So and the Yankees, too. And they, oh, my God. Right. Not even to mention go a couple Yankee games. I'm already locked and loaded. Let's man. do it. What? You what? Why? How come when I, it, I don't have how, a plus one? How, how come? Don't give me one when it comes ticket, to like like I the told cool them I'm shit. Go to the game by myself. Yeah, when it comes to the cool shit, like Yankee tickets, you alone. know, the garden, a fashion show. Mm-hmm. When brands want to send stuff into the show, send to me. <laughs> it's just you, yep. Yep. or it's one size. Yeah, I'm a large. No, don't worry about what P is. I'm a large. Exactly. Hey, I like to sit on the third baseline. Mm-mm. There's no we then. Now and, and mind you, baseball is the most Puerto Rican sport. <laughs> and I only get one ticket, yo. Hey, can we talk about um the season James Harden's having? We were talking about it before we got on the show. It, it's it's out of control. I mean, I was watching TV today. They were calling him. I think his GM or somebody came out and said he's GM. the best ISO yep. player ever in the, history. The best isolation player in the history. In of history, NBA. that's huge, huge uh, accolades. It, huge it, high it, praise. It, it is, but you know what? No one's calling him crazy for making that statement. I'm not. I'm nodding my he's head. He's in, in that. He's in almost. that conversation. One thousand percent. He has to be. He's. Who else is in that kind of AI? I mean, I mean Mike. Mike, obviously. Uh, 
Cove. Cove. They were showing Cove highlights today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of forget, like, because you don't see it. It's not in your face. Cove was an animal. Bro, he was going up and under that rim at will. Cove was an animal. At will. Up and under and still flushing still on your head. still flushing yeah, and don't get it screaming twisted. on yeah. your neck, Chris yeah. Childs. Don't, don't get it Screaming on your neck, fam. It's, yeah, I mean, Harden's crazy. having incredible. Equally as crazy. You have Harden on this side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. An incredible year he's having. You know, I almost feel, like, bad sometimes, like, Braun is averaging a triple double in the month of February. Okay, think about everything they've gone through. Fifteenth season, he's averaging a triple double in the month of February. By the way, it's the last week of February. It's, right? a, it's a hurdle. Last night he had thirty something, eleven and nine. Right, like mm-hmm. no one even talks about those numbers anymore. So I feel bad for him because everyone just takes what he does for granted. So we'll put him to the side for a second. Equally as crazy is the only word I could think of of the season that um, James Harden's having. Can we talk about Kawhi Leonard for a second? I heard he's fully healthy, right? Ready to go. I don't know what's going on over there. Something's up. And you're always big. <clears throat> excuse me. I'll give you credit on. You're always very big on franchises and organizations being world class. Yep. Right? You always talk about the There's Giants, right? The There's Giants being world class. And, you know, the Spurs are always in that conversation. 100%. Starts with pop. Yep. Right? Running. Which he had some great words for LeBron. Yeah, he did. did. Pop, that? Pop that was, is, I'm going to keep it a buck. A class act. I'd vote for Pop for president. 100%. Right yesterday. after the show. No, yesterday. 100%. So it's not like, no disrespect. You know, when you always say no disrespect, you're about to disrespect about someone. Dis- yeah, 100%. 100%. It's, not like the Orlando, <laughs> it's not like the Orlando Magic said something that was dysfunctional. Yikes. You know, shout out to Disney World. Uh, <laughs> shout you know, out to Trophy Room. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like if it's like one of like these dysfunctional organizations that you're like, yeah, that's par for the course. When when a statement or a situation comes out of San Antonio, mm-hmm. like where Pop's saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play again this year. But you're hearing out of the rumor mill that Kawhi's healthy. He's been cleared to play. You're hearing out of the rumor mill that he doesn't even practice the team or he's not in the building with the team. It's just very odd. Very odd. And, and especially coming from a player that is always subdued, kind of keeps to himself, mm-hmm. doesn't say much. And he he embodies Pop to me. Yeah, exactly. He's the perfect player for Pop. They're, they're the perfect match, especially segueing from Tim Duncan all those years. Yep. Like Kawhi is the perfect match for Popovich because of the way that they interact and the way Kawhi is and his temperament. So when you see him being cleared to play by the doctors and everybody in the training staff, and for him to not be playing is, A, something we preached earlier on the show, don't play hurt. Don't play injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your body best, and I think to him, he doesn't have that spark or has has that, you know, that pop that he's looking for. So why why risk it? But I think I agree. Charles Barkley was talking about it the other night, and I agree. He, he needs to say something. Yeah, anything. Something. He needs to say something. It's like as the face. I mean, the challenge is pops really the face of the organization. One hundred percent. Right, but you know, people in sports. And maybe especially in basketball, I have a very, very, very short memory. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was was in the conversation of best player in the NBA this time last year. Easily, right? It was like him, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. Like you right know, there. and and you know they were calling him the best two way player in the NBA, and you know, blah 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 blah. As he closing the gap, to go from that to people didn't even mention him anymore. I mean, mention out of sight, out of mind. What have you done for me lately? You know that's how sports is. It's scary shit. It's scary, bro. Hey, what I've been waiting to talk about this entire show now. Talk to me. Black Panther. 
Did you see it? I did. It was a great movie. Um, I'm lukewarm on your reaction, though. Yeah, I'm a little me, lukewarm. Me, like, oh, it was a great me, movie. It, you got more be, excited about the chuletas we had. Let's be thousand percent. <laughs> chuletas were definitely Black Panther-esque. <laughs> Talk to me. I, I, it's a great movie, but let's be clear about all of this. Ten years ago, this movie is a regular movie. Well, ten years ago. Ten years ago, this movie comes out. It's a regular movie. Ten years ago, Black Panther is a regular movie? Regular movie. Maybe does 100 mil. Maybe. 200 mil. Why do you think like that? that? Because of the current state that our world is in right now. Oh, uh, that's a great point. Tr- bruh, it's two weeks after this movie. I went to the movie on Saturday thinking it was going to be light. It was sold out. Mm-hmm. There's $700 million in. It's only week two. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, to your point, for whatever reason, and maybe for obvious reasons, you know, the political climate and just the climate of All the of world, that, right? Mm-hmm. I think the um, African-American community has embraced this film as their own. 100%. I've heard of people like, no, 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 I'm going to go see it again just to support so we no, break 100%. more records. People are going and switching up their African outfits. <laughs> Fam, they're doing multiple outfits and going to the movies in these Kwanzaa outfits. These thing on I Instagram. Don't mean to I don't mean a lot. Come on. <laughs> Yo, you said multiple African on. outfits. Multiple dashikis that are being worn to the movie theaters, man. Yo, if I and see, I love it. Let's Yo, be clear. If I, I love it. Let's be clear. If I see you in a kith daishiki, <laughs> we're done, B. Let me just be all the way clear. Yo, with the Kuji Jagulia print on the joint. <laughs> Come on, man. What no, did, but what I, did I you think, think of the actual movie? I think the movie was great. Okay. The movie was really, really good, really, really well done. I snoozed to, to thirty minutes of it. But you I fell got asleep. Back up, I got back up. Hold, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You fell asleep during Black Panther. It's long. It's long. Pause. It's long. P. Wow. And I had popcorn. I had the sugar, <laughs> but it just didn't matter. It didn't matter. Wow. But I woke up and I got the you know I got the rest of the movie. You said you got the gist of it. When you woke <laughs> Yo, Vic got the cliff notes of Black I Panther. Got it. I got it. Hey, listen. Michael B came in. Whoever whoever powers. is editing this show, <laughs> I want to make sure one of the headlines of this show is Victor Cruz snoozes through Black no, Panther. No, let's be clear. And says he got let's the gist of it. Look, let's be clear. This movie is a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> in the African American community, we have wrapped our arms around this movie mm-hmm. and it's been very, very good to see. I love the movie. Kennedy loved the movie. My mom also slept through 30 minutes of it, but she loved the movie as well. I caught you sleeping, Mom. Moms are supposed to sleep, I, though. It's, nah, it's, it's not when I pay that ticket. <laughs> I'll pay that ticket. You're going to stay awake. Go get some juju beans or some something. I, th- I, thought, it was, I thought it was amazing. Um, I it was, it was really a, good. I thought it was amazing on a couple of fronts. I thought mm-hmm. the movie itself was great. Look, I'm not a huge like Marvel comic guy. Right? I didn't even see it in that space. I agree with you in that the political climate and everything we have going on definitely puts this story on a different platform. Right? Mm-hmm. It puts it on a different space, right? Yeah. I think that's one. Two, I think whether spoken or unspoken, I think there's this uh there's always been this stigma against like black films, right? Are they profitable? Can they you know, I think one of the most amazing things is the I think the director is it Ryan Coogler? Who has worked with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he did Fruitville Station, yep. and he did uh, Creed, which yep. is another hit, right? Exactly, which Creed is coming yes. out now. Yes, I, th- I think he, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's 30 or 31 years old, Okay, right? African-American yep. kid. Yep. I want to say they gave him $200 million to do this film, like the budget. Yep, and he bodied it. The fact, what that means for 
your daughter if she wants to be in film. For mm-hmm. that next kid that's in the film school, whatever, what that means for that kid, that they were able to give a 30-year-old African-American kid $200 million to go make a film. A Marvel film. Something, I was just going to something as precious as a Marvel film, Marvel right? Marvel film. And it have the success it has at the box office is, um, I think I think similar, and I don't want to overstate it, but I think similar, it's what I said with Obama. I said, listen, 20, 30 years from now, people won't remember like policies Obama put in or mm-hmm. things he changed or didn't change. What Obama will be remembered for is that he changed the conversation of like, oh no, you can't have a black president. Absolutely. Right? And I think that's what Black Panther is going to be years mm-hmm. down. It's not going to be about, was it great, was it not? Did you fall asleep while eating jujubes or whatever it was you were eating? <laughs> Raisin, raisinettes, right? Sour, oh, I love raisinettes. Uh, raisinettes are no, special. No, they don't sell raisinettes anymore. They don't? You the looked really sad when you said that. Because the raisinettes have like a specific <laughs> yo, taste. Yo, you got so sad. Just like you nah, like, you know that. bro. That yellow bag, yo. That yellow bag had a specific <laughs> oh taste. Oh, my God. Now they got chocolate-covered raisins. Yeah, That's very fancy. Same. Very the same. Very fancy. It's You're different. trying to tell me just because you make a little money now, you don't sneak snacks into the movie theater, Victor Cruz. I, I, I don't. I haven't in a while. But you have? A thousand percent. Absolutely. I, I, listen, I, snuck, so, I snuck Smash Burger into it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Timmy. So, you know, I, was, I can only be one person. So, in of course. So, you know, to, to close out Black Panther, I think that's really the success of what this film is. It's going to be 10, 20 years from now. Some big, you know, film house is going to be able to say, oh, no, we have, a, we have an example. We have a proof of concept of, like, these films work. Exactly. Um, and I think it's about time. So I thought it was great. I may even go see it again. Really? Yeah. Thought it was that good. Yeah. I might go see it again just to just try to stay up. I just want to catch that thirty minutes I missed. Just try. (laughs) By the way, the films. Just so we're clear, I want to say the film's ninety minutes. A little longer than that. You fell asleep for thirty. That's a third. Uh, I mean, thirty's a stretch. Thirty movie minutes is like eight minutes. Were you up for when John Travolta came and saved uh, Michael B. Jordan? All right, that's the Victor Cruz show. Uh, (laughs) Yo, man. There's people listening right now that are like, when was John Travolta in that part? (laughs) It's like, this wasn't wasn't, uh, Pulp Fiction, was it? (laughs) Oh, man, I think that's it for us, P. Right on the nose. Look at that. 50 minutes right on the right on the dot. Listen, it's a great show, man. Um, I need a nap after the yeah, big day. Yeah, I, I definitely a nap. Or we could just have more 42. No, that's not good for Slippery anyone. Slippery slope. Yeah. Let's end the show. Yo, my name is Victor Cruz. His name is PR. Yes, sir. Feel free to hit us up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. The budgets are Yeah, subscribe, man. Subscribe. 1,000%. Show Tell us how love. you feel. Show us some love. Or obviously. hate. Or hate. Or that's hate. cool, too. we take that, too. We'll, cool. turn, we'll just turn it into a meme and that's put cool. it on a shirt. That's cool. Um. But that's it for our show, man. Brought to you by none other than Uninterrupted. Um, check us out, baby. Let us know what you think. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.